You are listening to Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. Welcome to today's episode of Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. Today's highlights include European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen's announcement of a slowdown in Ukraine's EU accession process, challenges in funding negotiations for the European Peace Facility, Dutch Prime Minister Mark Rutte's potential appointment as NATO Secretary General, and Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's diplomatic approach, hinting at shifts in UK-German relations. Join us as we delve into these complex issues shaping Europe's present and future. On to our first story. In an unexpected move, European Commission President Ursula von der Leyen has indicated a slowdown in Ukraine's EU accession process, suggesting that substantial progress is unlikely before the European elections in June. This announcement diverges from the anticipated timeline for Ukraine's bid to join the EU, particularly concerning the development of a crucial negotiating framework expected to be presented soon. Von der Leyen's comments have surprised European diplomats, officials and Ukraine's government, all of whom were expecting a more accelerated approach to initiating accession talks. The delay is attributed to the complex development of negotiation positions, with a new timeline suggesting readiness by the beginning of summer, post-election. The timing is crucial, as there was hope to advance discussions before Hungary's presidency of the Council of the EU later this year, to avoid potential political complications. Additionally, the reluctance from some EU countries to debate Ukraine's accession ahead of the elections, influenced by factors such as concerns from Europe's agricultural sector, plays into the delay. Despite these challenges, Ukraine remains committed to its EU path. Ukrainian ambassador to the EU, Tsvolod Chantsov, expressed determination to adhere to the original schedule and readiness to tackle any obstacles, underscoring Ukraine's ongoing efforts towards accession. This development reflects the complex interplay between EU enlargement ambitions and internal political dynamics, highlighting the strategic and geopolitical considerations at play in Ukraine's journey towards EU membership. Now on to our second story. In recent discussions among EU ambassadors, efforts to increase funding for the European Peace Facility, the EPF, by 5 billion euros, with a dedicated portion for Ukraine, encountered obstacles, referred to by some as the Franco-German blockade. However, a potential compromise with Germany may be on the horizon. Germany, initially insisting on counting its bilateral aid to Ukraine as a full contribution to the EPF, is now showing some flexibility. This change could pave the way for an agreement by early March, as Germany collaborates with the EU's Foreign Affairs Department to find a solution. Germany's stance is clear. Its support for Ukraine, exceeding 7 billion euros, is aimed at providing direct, efficient and straightforward aid, not to be misconstrued as seeking a rebate on contribution to the EPF. Amid these diplomatic negotiations, the urgency for increased military aid to Ukraine is highlighted by Ukraine's ambassador, Chentsov, who emphasises the critical need for weapons and ammunition. Chentsov points out that Ukraine is nearing exhaustion 
but believes with adequate support, the situation on the front line could be significantly improved. On another front, Ukraine's commitment to tackling corruption, especially in anticipation of the reconstruction funds, is underlined by Vila Itella, head of the EU's anti-fraud office, OLAF. Ukraine demonstrates a keen interest in enhancing its anti-fraud and smuggling efforts, participating in training organised by OLAF. This initiative is crucial to ensure transparency and accountability before the influx of reconstruction aid. OLAF, along with international partners like USAID, the World Bank and the IMF, is coordinating to oversee the financial support to Ukraine, ensuring that mechanisms are in place to detect and address fraud efficiently. This complex landscape of financial aid, diplomatic negotiations and anti-corruption efforts illustrates the multifaceted challenges and opportunities in supporting Ukraine amidst ongoing conflicts and preparing for post-war reconstruction. Now on to our third story. Dutch Prime Minister Mark Ritter is on the verge of becoming NATO's next Secretary General, having garnered the support of two-thirds of NATO member countries. This significant milestone comes after intensive discussions among Alliance members, with over 20 countries now ready to back Rutter for the position. This support is further bolstered by President Joe Biden's endorsement, which is expected to influence additional allies to favour Rutter. Despite this broad backing, the appointment process within NATO requires consensus, meaning Rutter must secure the support of all member countries to officially assume the role. Efforts are underway to engage the remaining allies who have yet to endorse Rutter, with Hungary and Turkey among those noted for their reservations. Hungary's resistance stems from past criticisms by Rutter of Budapest's anti-LGBT policies, while Turkey has expressed concerns about potential EU favouritism under Rutter's leadership. The Baltic states, initially inclined to propose their own candidate, have not yet shown public support for Rutter, highlighting the ongoing deliberations within the alliance. The urgency to resolve the leadership question before the July NATO summit in Washington underscores the alliance's desire for stability and continuity in its leadership as it navigates a complex global security landscape. Now for our fourth and final story. Prime Minister Rishi Sunak's approach to international diplomacy signifies a notable shift in the United Kingdom's traditional engagement with its European counterparts, particularly with Germany, one of its most influential allies in Europe. Since assuming office, Sunak has not visited Berlin, an omission that stands out given the long-standing practice of new British Prime Ministers promptly meeting with senior German officials. This absence has been observed with disappointment by officials in both the UK and Germany, hinting at a potential recalibration of the UK's diplomatic priorities in the post-Brexit landscape. The lack of engagement raises questions about the impact on UK-German relations, traditionally a cornerstone of Britain's European diplomacy, especially in times of shared challenges such as trade, security and geopolitical stability. Parallel to this evolving UK-German dynamic, 
The prospect of Donald Trump's political resurgence in the United States is stirring unease within German political circles. Trump's previous tenure was marked by a contentious relationship with NATO, including threats to diminish US commitment to the alliance's collective defence mechanisms. These actions, coupled with Trump's confrontational rhetoric, have left Germany feeling particularly exposed given its reliance on NATO for security assurances against potential aggressors, notably Russia. Germany's nuclear non-proliferation stance further accentuates its vulnerability, making the idea of Trump's return to power a significant concern. The German government is wary of the broader ramifications of a shift in US foreign policy under Trump's leadership, which could alter the security landscape in Europe and challenge the existing order. These developments encapsulate the complex interplay of international relations, highlighting how leadership changes and geopolitical considerations can influence strategic alliances and security perceptions. The UK's diplomatic distancing from Germany and the shadow of Trump's potential return to the US presidency underscore the fluidity and uncertainty that define current global politics, with implications for NATO's cohesion, European security architecture, and transatlantic relations. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Political Undercurrents, your daily dive. We hope you've gained valuable insights into the complex world of global politics. Remember, our mission is to keep you informed and engaged with the undercurrents that drive change and influence decisions on a daily basis. Stay tuned for our next episode, and until then, Keep exploring the depths of political knowledge. I'm Alexander Quilliam, and this has been Political Undercurrents. Have a successful day.